You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schissler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. Glad to be back on stream. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you, everybody, who uh, showed up for the stream today. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I know we definitely didn't make a lot of noise about it. We didn't stream last week, and we had three weeks off, but now we're back. But, yeah, this is episode number 103. We're recording on April 10th for release on April 11th. Uh, obviously, the biggest topic today is Archives, which is the return of Uprising, plus uh, a new story, Retribution. We're going to talk about that. Talk about the patch notes, because uh, some changes came through. And uh, we're going to talk about Roll Queue a little bit. Uh, Jeff Kaplan kind of shut down Roll Queue on the forums the other day. Not, sorry, not on the forums. I think I believe in an article on Kotaku. And we're going to discuss that. A little bit. Before we get into all that, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about those topics, it revolves around the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you know, you can keep up with us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio on Twitter. And also, we'd love to have you on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons you know we love to to chat with you guys there so you know please check that out and as always want to thank any returning listeners whether it is your first re-listen or your 102nd re-listen uh thank you guys very much we do this every week uh before you um no new subscribers this week on twitch and we did get a new patreon or new patron, I should say. It's Keylock. So thanks, Mike. Mike, Mike is now a uh, patron helping us out there. Really appreciate the help. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. No community feedback. So with that, how was your week in Overwatch, Bob? My week's actually been freaking awesome, dude. Uh, we we formed that podcasters six stack thing, uh, and it started off rocky at the game night where we got our we got our asses whooped by masters and grandmasters they really came to uh take down the podcasters that night but we've been working we've been doing roles we've been doing vod uh vod reviews where we all go on visor.gg and we all jump in and watch one of our vods and we all critique what we could have done what we messed up what we could have done what we could have done better it's been extremely fun, man. We've done callouts like where you have balcony, you have roof, you have stage, you have alley, you have these different places where you can really call exactly where your callout is instead of left top or right top. You're like balcony, alley. And it's it's really been neat. And 
just working and coordinating with a team was has been amazing. I did it for total price seven or eight hours over the weekend and just straight six uh six deck and in plat like plat high high plat level and we just we just keep winning uh my alternate accounts back up in the 2800s my main accounts back up in the 2800s my lower account is up hundreds of sr so it's been uh it's been a trip man it's been a real trip and it's probably the best overwatch i've ever i've ever experienced well it's the way the game was meant to be played right i mean that's yeah, it, how it's supposed to work it's just a lot of work though you know so i'd never done it be- but these people i'm comfortable with and they're comfortable with not practicing every day for four hours so it works out you know it works out good right well, my weekend Overwatch has been pretty opposite, actually. Uh, I have not been... Ha- I've actually been... I haven't been playing a ton of Overwatch, but I've been playing enough, and I have not been having a good time. So, and it's... And that's not because I'm losing, either. That's the key. That's that's the problem. Well, and we started off losing, and I was still having a better time than I'd had before. That's the, It's not because I'm losing. So, basically, I haven't played my main yet. When I came back... I can't remember what prompted me to do that. I think I hopped on my Smurf and I was playing around with the DPS. And I just wasn't doing that well, like consistently. And I was like, well, I think I'm just going to focus on DPS. So I got to figure out what's going on. Cause my, my like accuracy was down to like 30% or 35% on like soldier. Right. So, um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on DPS and I'm going to play DPS. I'm going to lock DPS. And unfortunately that's just going to be the way it is until I can figure out what's going on. So I ended up getting my accuracy back up to like 55-60% on average. Um actually if I say on average it's probably closer to 55%. Um and my damage is back up. It's not as good as it should be, but it's it's getting back up there. But the biggest problem that I've been having is that tanks are not doing their jobs. It's not the healers. It's the tanks that not did- doing their jobs. Like, they're not mitigating damage. They're not initiating fights. They're not making space. I mean, you got to give me one of the three. One of the three you have to give me. And I'm getting nothing from a lot of tanks. It's interesting you say that because my role on that stack is main tank, Reinhardt. Well, Winston mainly, Reinhardt, Orissa. And it's amazing. Before, I was always playing Winston and trying to kill everybody. Now I'm learning to like jump on a spot and then just push them back and not chase after for the kill. Like let my team do that. Let the tracer come in in the back and take out the kill that I force out. And I'm learning to actually create space because before I, I'm pretty sure I was doing it wrong. It works out in solo queue because in solo queue, you, you just have to really perform to win. And and uh, it's been super interesting because I think most tanks just play as DPS. And that's and solo queue is also different because you you have to know that your team is going to clean up that kill for you. You know, when you push somebody out of position, like sure you can push people. Like I mean, as a tank, I push people around all the time and I box them in or put or box them out. I should say of a space, but it doesn't mean anything if my DPS don't do any, don't aren't doing anything, right? That's kind of the problem. If you know that your DPS know what they're supposed to be doing, 
it, it opens you up to a different style of play. As a DPS player, like I'm getting, I was alive just so much and running and having to run back to spawn to meet my team a lot. <laughs> like, okay, uh, you guys want to, you know, do something different here. You guys want to actually try to work this team. But for the most part, like I said, it wasn't the healers that were the issue. It was the tanks that were the issue, you know? Um, and it was just getting super frustrating. And even on a win, even my wins, because I, I actually was winning more than I lost. And it was just getting super frustrating. Not to mention it affects your performance. Like, you know, I can't just stand in the middle of an of an opening and start shooting at somebody, right? You can't always get prime positioning if you don't have a, uh, you know, a tank working with you. And it really sucks. I mean, it would be different if I played, like, Tracer, right? Or maybe Sombra. Even Reaper to a degree. But, um, no. And even when I was playing as Reaper, the problem was, okay, fine, I don't need the tanks to mitigate damage, right? Uh, I need the tanks to initiate so I can get into the fight and, you know, kind of clear them out without them focusing on me. And the tanks weren't initiating fights. Like, I can't imagine how many times I saw Reinhardt backing up. I'm like, no, move forward. Move forward. I'm right I'm here. I'm just going to use my shield for all this poke damage. I'm blocking all kinds of damage. My stats are good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel I was- so bad for you, dude, because, like, my experience has been, like, the best Overwatch I've ever had. And now I feel like I'm spoiled, though. Now I feel like I'm going to be like, well, I don't want to play Duo Q. It's freaking, it's epic, man. Well, that generally, that's generally what happens when you start playing with a team, right? When I used to play, um, I'm, I'm getting ready to talk about Unreal Tournament and Counter-Strike. So when I used to play UT and we were playing on a team, you know, I used, to, I used to go on the public servers. And then when you start playing on a team, you're like, fuck that. I'm not going on the public servers. The only thing I would do at the time, we'd, we'd use IRC to get pugs going. So you get pugs. Uh, and or scrims, and that, that's that's what what we would play. But like, what fuck going to a public server? Counter Strike, same thing. Why bother going into a public server when you can go get a, a pug or a scrim uh, if you couldn't play with your own team? So once you start playing at a different level, it makes it hard to enjoy the game the way you used to enjoy the game. So that possibly could be happening. I just see me not wanting to do it on my main. I don't know. It yeah. just it. Like it's just weird, but at, it's cool. Ahead. At this point, I am. I, I did some thinking. I'm pretty sure that Overwatch is only enjoyable to me right now if I'm helping somebody climb because I'm not even that interesting interested in helping myself climb at this point. Like if I'm playing on my account and somebody asks me, "Hey, you want to play some Overwatch?" Yeah, I'll play some Overwatch with you, and I'll hop on my Smurf and try to get them up. But when I'm on my main account and I lose, like it's just kind of like. Okay, like it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's almost like I really I don't have much motivation to get to like diamond, you know. At this point, like, or I I had way more motivation, like I guess a couple of seasons ago. Like, I really, it's just something I really wanted to do. Now, eh, not so much. I got so many people that are in silver and want to get to gold. I'm like, yeah, I can help you get to gold. <laughs> we can we can do that and then go from gold to platinum. And we could do that. So I'd much rather be doing that than. Even getting my own SR up, I mean. I'll be honest. I don't give a shit about rising now. I mean, I really don't care at all. Like it just happened over the like over the weekend. I don't care. Like 
I'll play on my main, like I'll play whatever. It's just fun playing with the team. And we've got you on the, the alternates in the discord now. So hopefully you'll get to play with us. We played with like four different alternates uh, Saturday night because people had to rotate out. We all still stayed our roles and the alternates just took on whatever role of the person that, you you know, the, the person that wasn't there. We didn't have two two people from our team the entire night and people just like came in and played and it was a blast man like they had a blast too it's just like we should all be doing this we should all be starting a team and then making the everyone else alternates and then just only playing top-notch overwatch yeah that would be ideal <laughs> that, that would definitely be ideal because I, I, I over the past few weeks, and even before I left for China, I've been seeing more like in the forums and on Twitter and on Facebook, just more and more people kind of dropping out because they're saying Overwatch isn't as fun for them as it used to be. And I can see why, especially if you play by yourself or with the duo community, and you're constantly coming up with these randoms because it's not just a skill thing, right? I, I kind of refuse to believe that players in Platinum are just getting worse <laughs> than they were before. It's an, it feels like an attitude thing where people just aren't trying their best, you know, or they're, try, they're getting tired of caring. I've had that yeah. attitude, my, I've had that attitude yeah. myself before. And it's one thing to have the attitude every once in a while or come across it, you know, the tilt, right? But when the general community feel is tilt, you know, that is a, that's a problem. You know, we, we that's an issue that needs to be resolved, and I think we might be talking that, about that a little bit later. So I don't want to dive too deep into it. Or at least one of our topics may touch on that, so I don't want to dive too deep in it. But let's go ahead and we'll get into our top story. Top story. All right. So obviously, top story is archives, and if you have been hiding under a rock, archives is uh. It's the return of Uprising, but there's an additional story that you can play, Retribution, uh, as well. Actually, I took a picture, but I didn't post it. I'm not sure if you noticed, Bob, but this, you know how, like, on the screen where it says Retribution, where, like, where, like, where, like when you're yeah. selecting the model modes and the Retribution column, you can't tell me those that the icon those dudes have on their chest don't look like a uterus. I can't picture it. You will next time you see it. <laughs> Is it going to be one of those things that like it never noticed before, but now that you said it, I'm going to, it's like that noise that someone tells you that's going on and then you can't stop hearing it. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things. Ah. So not sure why they, uh, I think they did it to try to like, I don't know if that's the talent symbol or what it is, but you'll see what I'm talking about next later on. But enough about uteruses. <laughs> Let's talk about the event. So, uh, Uprising, obviously, from last year. Um, I don't believe they've added anything new to it. But with uh, Retribution, Retribution is definitely different from Uprising. Whereas Uprising really feels like kind of like a horde mode. Retribution isn't really a horde mode. It's like it's kind of just you blowing through enemies. You know, that, that's kind of that, that's what it is. Is There are two spots where you sit and the enemies kind of swarm you at the very beginning and the very end of the map. And that's it. Other than that, you're kind of just kind of pushing through the map and it feels like it's faster. It's way faster. 
Yeah, and it feels like it feels like it's nothing that's going to teach you how to play o- how to play Overwatch. The PVE event before, you know, you had you know all the different roles, right? And I'm not going to say that taught you how to play Overwatch either, but it was at least closer to what you would normally be, be doing with the different roles. Yeah, it showed you kind of how to at least kind of formulate a team, right? <laughs> you know, a little bit, except there's a Torbjorn there. You don't put a Torbjorn on your team. <laughs> yeah, I'd, although that being said, it was really fun, man. It I, was the, a lot like, of fun. I, I love Uprising. I didn't want to oh. stop playing before the show. Oh, you mean Retribution? No, Retribution is definitely fun. But the <sighs> Uprising definitely had more of a character range. And I think we kind of talked about this on a previous show. Like, you know, you had a tank, you had a DPS, you had a defender slash DPS, and then you had a healer. Now you just have one healer and three DPS. A healer that's notorious that notoriously doesn't heal, too, on top of that, by the way. When I was playing earlier, so many times I wasn't getting healed. You know, so many times people would just get wrapped up and just get killed. They listen to Prepare to Attack Moira. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely... Uh, it's definitely a little different because, like, you're really not set up to sit in the area for too long. Even in those those spots where you kind of get locked in, even those spots where you get locked in and you have to just, you know, uh, stay alive, you shouldn't stay in one spot. Like, you're not going to post up in one, in one spot. Like, you need to move around in Which order is- to kind of stay alive at least at the higher difficulties. You know, Which is what we found when we tried the Bastion, Orissa. Uh, combo, although yeah. our healer was a Brigitte, and yeah, guys, she's not even as good of a healer as Zenyatta, so don't get to thinking she's a healer. She shouldn't be in support. No, no, but yeah, it's a she, misclassification. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the uh, the event is just like really short. I'm trying to think like how can I describe it? Cause I don't want to, I mean, there's like something that happens at the very beginning. I don't want to give it away on this, on this show. I mean, you'll see it as soon as you start the game, but you start in a room that's locked up. You got to survive for a little bit. You go through one section, they introduce a sniper. You move through the next section. Uh, they introduce the, um, assassin. And then you move through another section and they introduce the heavy. And then you move through, like past him and you go into the last area, which now you have to bunker down and just survive. Where, depending on the difficulty level, there's going to be at least one of each of those special enemies. So, it definitely doesn't last as long as uh, as uh, Uprising did. But I do... Th- uh, it's still fun, but I, I don't know if it's going to have the same replayability that Uprising did. Because I played the shit out of Uprising when it was out, man. The first time? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'll play a ton of this. Genji's okay. really fun on this one too. Really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, because you're not fighting against other real people. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it's more fun than than the event was uh, uprising with Genji, just because there's so many 200 hit point people. Like you could just reset that dash constantly. It's so much fun. Absolutely. It's yeah. I actually didn't play with Genji for uprising. We did beat. Like, I think the farthest we got was expert on, uh, but that was all heroes. So we had like an Arissa, we had a Torbjorn, we had 
uh, a Mercy and a Soldier. And we tore through it. Like, it wasn't even that difficult. I think I might have died once or twice, but I was playing Orisa. But it wasn't that difficult. But I'm sure on... And actually, we almost beat it on Expert with the uh, with the story mode. Yep. But somebody had to die, Bond. You know, I think it was all of us. <laughs> well, no, he died because he started sneezing. And then we tried to go uh, right yep. to bring him back. And he... And, we all died because of that. So it's all because of Bond started sneezing, and it's, it was his fault. You can blame Bond for stuff. It's okay. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, wh- wh- what did you think? I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a little short. I thought the clip at the start, not going to say anything, but it's like a cutscene thing, and it was done really well. It was really cool. And I enjoyed that. I wished there were more of those in between as you go through. That would have been a lot neater for me. But it was neat to have the three different, like, basically boss types that you had to use different skills on to properly take care of them. We played the one time on the easiest one, and that's just just a joke. I mean, I kind of wanted to try it on like the worst comp we could possibly do uh-huh. just because it was so silly easy but all hammer torbjorn <laughs> yeah something like that but it did yeah, no i thought it was i thought it was really fun i i just wish there i just wish there was more story to it throughout instead of just right at the start i don't know man. I, I, this has got to be their most popular event I mean, even you said you saw people well, logging on who don't dude, log on. A hundred and twenty people on my friends list were on. I haven't seen that many on at one time in a long time. Yeah, this is gotta be the most popular event. Like, I, I just wish they would get the message and understand that this is the type of content people want. The repeat events that we've been seeing, like, it's, don't get me wrong, it's cool and everything, but like, no, people want this style of content, you know. And you can't tell me they've been they haven't been working on this for that long because like it's so like you said it's so short. Yeah, the one actual of the maps voices is and new. stuff. Yeah, Dude, the map the, is beautiful. The map does look good. I wonder what part of the map we'll actually see though. We're in, in the middle part of it, is what they said. Is what Jeff said on his uh, reveal uh, during the week one stage one. Week one, stage three, uh, little halftime thing that Jeff did, right? So yeah, well, like it, um, so I mean yeah, that that part of the map should look pretty cool, and that, it does have some pretty wide corridors, so that should be pretty nice. I, uh, dude, I I uh, I really think that we're getting previews of new characters with those boss types that we're running into. Like the the assassin. I mean, obviously the sniper is widow. But that's yeah. her character model. But there could be a different type of sniper too. You, like that. That's definitely something they're going to have to start bringing in different types of character of character models. We already know if they're going to follow the MOBA model, then we're going to see another type of sniper that is maybe more offensive than defensive type of thing. Perhaps. Yeah, I but mean, the other two are the ones I'm more talking about, like the assassin and the heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, like 
the assassin for the like like if you haven't played it yet, basically they hop around and then they they like hop around from wall to wall, and then they try to like pounce on you. Yeah, they like you know, charge. So, so it's another melee character. It'll be another melee character, but they'll be you know kind of trying to pounce on you to kill you. Uh, which I don't know. The other guy seems like the most likely. The heavy with the guns, yeah. Yep. Heavy with the guns. I mean, he's all all damage. But how do you in a game like Overwatch? How do you kind of balance that? Because he charges a super long distance, like Reinhardt. Then he had he pumps out a ton of damage with those many guns. You know, you don't like in a game like this. If you want to talk, if you want to talk, if if you want to talk cheese, fine. He's fine the way he is. But if you want to talk balance, you can't have him kicking ass all over the place. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it, it would be that exact iteration of it. Right. But something like that, where he's an offensive kind of like, like if he had a leap, he could be a lot like Diva, and he could, you know, have there could be some other character that could play the the Diva role and synergize with different comps. But it would just all depend on what moves they gave him. I mean, the only moves he had in this was just he charged and he shot. You know and what I mean? And he could knock you back. He had a knockback. Wasn't that just the charge? No. No, so like if you the, got close to him, if you got close to him, he knocks you back. Okay. So and I think it's a knockback stun, I think. I can't remember. Maybe I'm imagining that. Kind of Definitely like a knockback though. Yeah. But yeah, the event itself is, I mean, I'm glad it's here. It's definitely better than any of the year two events we've seen so far. Absolutely. It will be the, it's the last year two event, actually. Um, if technically speaking, you want to start, say anniversary is the, uh, is a, is like the, the beginning of the next year, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, and I like, put it, it's the best event they have. They just need to put more content like this out. You know, even if it's like, you know, well, for summer games, you know, we know that's that's about the Olympics. But, you know, for well, I actually know for Halloween Terror, they do put out a uh, a PVE. But I think they, they or this year they definitely need to re- redo Junkenstein like or give you a different uh, event. Like, OK, fine. Put Junkenstein's Revenge in it. But at the same time, like give us a, a new or different story, a different part of Eichenwald or something. You know, a different Junkenstein story. A, yeah, a different type of Eichenwald would be good. How they could do another scary, you know, scary event for Halloween, I don't know. They could just come up with a different story. And then make it more like this, right? They make it more like this where you're moving around and it's not just a horde mode. You know. If they, or, maybe, if they, or maybe you're Junkenstein this time. Maybe, yeah. Like you're okay, <laughs> like you're Junkenstein. And you are trying to make your way to the castle or something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah, I could could see that. They could do that and now be much better than just doing Junkenstein for another year. If they want to keep the more casual base, which they they really need to. um, Today I saw a ton log in. Yeah, if you want to keep the more casual base, these are the style. This style of event is how you do it. Because eventually... You don't care about skins for a game that you don't play anymore, you know? So just saying, oh, there's new skins, especially when they're all legendary skins on top of that. So you know the odds of getting all the skins are very low. Um, 
a game yeah, you just don't care as much about a game that you don't play about. So that's what you if they want to they, they need to bring the new content in to keep players in. I mean, they don't even have to that's this is the thing that's kinda of killing me about Overwatch, right? You know how much money they would make if they just said that they wanted to make like a PvE mode like this. Like they just they just they just grouped a bunch of archive stories, right? Let's say they made a bunch of them like five. And once a year they put five archive stories out. And you combine them as a DLC. I think they could sell them quarterly. They could sell them quarterly, but I still want to give them enough time to like develop them and make them sure that they're good, make sure they don't have bugs and things like that. Making the in-game, I mean, we've talked about this before, making the in-game cinematics, that's not that that's not that hard. What they what they have to do is they just create a new small team of three. And then those guys make the content for that. And they just reuse assets on all the different levels. I mean, they um, could they could really pump that shit out. They really could. Right. Well, if you're going to do stories, the style of archives, right? You're talking about, um, you know, different locations looking a bit uh, different and different enemy types, you know? So... I would give. I would say, you know, give them at least. I I couldn't see it quarterly. At least maybe every six months at the at the fastest, because a lot of that stuff has to go through art. It has to go through QA. It has to go through. You know, they have to make sure it's smooth and there's no problems. You know, you'd have to have seasons. You know, you'd have to reuse enemy types. Right. Yeah, they have to have seasons. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if they did, like, you know. Once or twice a year, I think, will work out, especially if they want to sell it at a decent price. But even if they sold DLC, cause that's one of the things that they they made they promised that the you know Overwatch content would be free going forward. But that's for like the main Overwatch game, right? That's like the, for the main Overwatch game. That's like the the PvP stuff. That's free. The new characters, the new maps. That's free. And I think they can get away with doing a DLC for this specific thing, this mode. That would, uh, you know, that they they know people like, and it'll be a great way to deliver content. Uh, not the content specifically, but a great way to deliver lore content specifically. That's the important part here. That's the, people are dying for lore content, so they just buckle down and decide what they want the story to be and pump these out. Yeah, and they'll I be think, a gold mine. I think they should definitely get into that. The Overwatch League is going and. They can put their efforts in something else now and keep keep building the Overwatch brand. Right. So they can I'm pretty sure they can get that done. It's just a matter of doing it. So Alright, but other than that, uh let's get into the skins. There are eight new skins. There's the Equalizer Lucio, which is like I guess it's a younger Lucio, but his pants slide up. To the beat, you know, his pants have equalizers on them, <laughs> so um, or visualizers, you would you would actually call them. So that's pretty cool. There's a Black Watch Moira, Soldier Twenty Four Reaper, which I do like that. It looks um, good. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Pajame, which is uh, that's May from her cinematic and her you know Summer Games T-shirt. It's very frumpy. Yeah. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, there's Scion Hanzo, uh, Talon Sombras, Talon Doomfist, and Specimen 28 Winston. That shouldn't be a legendary skin. I'm sorry. The, Talon, the, the, the Specimen 28 Winston should not be a legendary skin. 
why does why does everybody think that uh why does everybody not like the the somber skin? I don't get it. I like the somber skin. I thought it looked good. Yeah. Everybody's talking about her hair. What about it? I have no idea. Talking about how they don't like it. Oh. Well, she doesn't like you. It's probably her best skin. Yeah, I do like it. I mean, I think what her I think her best skin. Actually, I think her best skin is the one from the summer games. The wetsuit one. I can't I can't picture it. Oh, okay. So I mean out of my out of all these, my favorite is Soldier Twenty Four Reaper. That's the one I'm actually going for. If I get that on one of my accounts, I'll be happy. I will be happy with that. Uh, in terms of highlight intros, uh, Zarya has a new one. Just her doing a Graviton Surge. Doomfist has one uh, doing a combo. It's called Combo. But my favorite is Orissa's. Did you see Orissa's do a uh, highlight intro? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's a, like it's a Reinhardt like, charging at her in first person and her fortifying and, and knocking him down. It's called Immovable. Nice. So yeah, I um I I really like that one. Out of all the highlight intros, that's what I'm going for. But I'm gonna be like some a highlight intro like that. The fact that it's gonna go away within the next twenty days pisses me off. I'm like, you got That should just be a highlight intro you put into the fucking game. Actually, all three of these highlight intros have nothing to do with the event. Maybe Doomfist, right? Maybe you could say Doomfist because he's in talent. But no, like, no, like Graviton Surge, Immovable from Marissa, though, that shit should just be in the game. They should have saved it for the anniversary and just put it in the game. As a matter of fact, I think everything in the, at the anniversary event should just stay in the game. As opposed to bringing stuff for the new year. I don't have an argument for that. That's because it's right, Bob. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> So, actually, my biggest gripe with this event is that it only lasts for 20 days. That's it. You know, we had... Um, yeah, and Hippo pointed out, like, that's how long they all last for. But then I was just like, yeah, but I was spoiled from the Summer Games because they gave us an extra week. Well, Summer Games and specifically Year of the Dog was four weeks. Specifically. They made sure to say that, four weeks. Why are these events not running for four weeks at a clip anyway? They're limited time. I don't know. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. I I don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah, that 20 days for their best event, when we just came off of a four-week event that was okay at best, you know? That's kind of, it has me a little mad. Because so many people, not just me, were looking for, um, looking forward to this event because of uprising and i was like oh now we only have it for 20 days so it's like if you don't get what you need within the next 20 days you're kind of hosed until next year so yeah not happy about that but overall i'm just happy they brought it back i'm happy they brought something new i was actually getting really worried that they were just going to bring uprising back and that was going to be it we knew they had to bring something new they didn't have to. I could have swore they were going to bring something new for Junkenstein. They just kind of changed up the mode a little bit. Or for Winter Wonderland. Well, they did bring something new for Winter Wonderland. The, the Yeti shit. The Yeti the thing, yeah. And then one new map for CTF. Oh, yeah. They just added that map as a 3v3 lockout map. Really? 
Yep. So that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely check out the event. It's this is the best event they've done in the past year. <laughs> so definitely check it out. It's worth it. Let's talk patch notes though, uh, because there were some additional changes that came through. We kind of talked about it on the PTR, but now these are the official changes. I'm just gonna go through the most important ones. Avoid his teammate is now in the game. You can select up to two players to avoid. That number needs to increase. I think two players. Well, as many people play this fucking game and the way the way people troll now, you know, that's uh that really um I don't think is enough. Unless the avoid as teammate is also attached to a reputation system that we just don't see. If you have somebody who's a problem. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it is. I think they're just very scared. Uh, implementing something like this because with just two people, if you were duo queuing with someone, you can go in and you guys could, as a duo queue, uh, you know, avoid four four people. That's four people that won't be on your uh, your team for sure. The more and more that grows, like a like a six stack could avoid you know 12 total people and right. so i think that i think they're just trying to trying to take it slowly with it but boy i'm excited about this uh i mean you could take you could take the people off and replace them with someone else at any time they they also only stay on for 7 days mm-hmm. so it's a it's a temporary fix but boy it'll feel good that saturday afternoon that when you play with that one dude you really don't like, you know you're not going to have to play with him the rest of that day. Right. Well, and the thing is, though, it still needs, I think, I think it still needs to be attached to a, rep- a rep- reputation system, even if we don't see it. Because if, if players are constantly being added to a void, they're doing something. Something's going on. Either more than uh, likely. They're going to be told. Like they're going to get emails and uh, in game notifications that say, you have been avoided by a large amount of people. It's kind of shaming them. Right. Well, there's that, but um, like, there's two things that can happen. Either A, somebody, I mean, well, three things, technically speaking. Somebody could just be bad, and, you know, you, you'll have those people that just avoid somebody because they had a bad experience with them because maybe they're not playing the greatest that day. But then you have people who are genuinely, like, trolling and uh, throwing and stuff like that. And then you have the other people who may be smurfing, you know, things of that nature. So, A, if they're not playing in their rank uh, on purpose, especially like that, they should probably be disciplined for it. Um, on top of that, if they're, uh, if they're like, you know, being a douchebag, then they should also be disciplined for that. So I think enough avoids should lead to disciplinary action. And they might at some point. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not talking about, like, the way, like, you know, like, when we smurf, like, a platinum smurfing down and, like, silver. I'm talking about these grandmasters who come down to, like, silver, low gold, and are one-clipping everybody. You know, like, destroying the entire match, these grandmaster tracers, because of that, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty wrong right there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I, that's why I think enough avoids should lead to... Uh, some type of disciplinary action. 
reporting changes, poor teamwork and griefing have been removed and replaced with gameplay sabotage. So now, when you have somebody who's playing Tracer and only crouching and walking, you can report them, say, say this is what they're doing. I had that happen yesterday, but it wasn't on my team, I was on the enemy team. And then after the fact, the guy tries to uh, friend me, I guess so he could talk shit to me. Uh, that's why they do it. I'm like, why would anybody accept these friend requests? So I just blocked them, you know. But um, yeah, I uh, I guess it's fine, you know. Yeah, that yeah, that's weird. I I've never had people try to friend me. I've had people try to friend me to talk shit in Hearthstone, but not in Overwatch. Oh, in Overwatch, I get that shit all the time. Really? Oh yeah, I get that shit all the time. Interesting. Yeah. So. But um, what else happened? Oh, Diva, Diva changes came by. Uh, micro missiles damage reduced from six to four. Also, boosters damage was reduced from twenty five to ten. Yeah, now, I didn't see that prior either. That is actually that was a stealth nerf that they forgot to put into the patch notes. I was about to say I didn't see that before. They forgot to put it into the notes and they added it to the notes. But yeah, so the booster damage is no longer 25, it's 10 only. And people were like, oh, you're trying to kill D.Va, and you're reducing the damage I could do. I'm like, dude, it's fucking 15 points. And I'm like, come on, like, get your shit together. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, it's... It's, it's, it's going to definitely make it harder for people that are playing D.Va in the lower ranks that are just using her as a DPS. It's yes. not gonna. It's not gonna affect much. Platinum higher, gold, even really golden higher. Yes, that's why I agree. Like it's that's where you're gonna see most of the problem because Diva is just dominating. Well, actually, no, we saw the numbers. Diva's played uh, across the board, right? She played across the board, right? But when you see her get played well in like silver or gold, she just straight up dominates. You know? Yeah. Like I'm not a diva carry, but I can carry diva with diva and silver and gold. <laughs> you know that, that's the thing. Like, so it's like it's kind of like the new Reaper is gonna be. <laughs> I'm interested to see how that goes. Reaper, I, I, I've not got to really. I, I played him in the event, but haven't got to play him in the actual game. Yet. Oh yeah. So, well, let me just go over me real quick. Uh, we talked about it before, but the endothermic blaster piercing through enemies, that's in the game now. Reaper, now his death blossom reloads, his hellfire shotguns, and his wraithform movement speed has been increased to 50%, and he can cancel it by either hitting the button again or pressing the trigger. Now, the cancel isn't instant, thank God. Um, it takes about, I don't know, maybe a second to come out of wraithform when you pull the trigger. Like maybe a little uh, bit less than a second. Honestly, I really didn't even have to use Wraith much in the event, so <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know exactly. Well, I was using Wraith to reload my guns. Uh, that probably would have been a good idea. Yeah, because now, like when you when you're out of ammo, instead of waiting for the reload, you Wraith and Wraith in, Wraith out, and you're good to go. You know, it's better than reloading where you can still get hit. Now you just Wraith, and yeah, it's like a. In invulnerable reload exactly so i think this is gonna be crazy especially in the lower tiers man this is gonna be really bad news for tanks in many cases uh but i guess it's gonna be in, in the lower tiers like reaper already tears people apart in the lower tiers 
Yeah. As long as you're not running forward into Gold the group. And lower. Yeah, if you're not as long as you're not running like straight forward into the group, you can really uh fuck shit up <laughs> if you get behind a team with gold. Uh then gold and they silver. all just run past you. You just drop down, kill both healers, and then kill both DPS and then they don't turn the around and protect their healers. That's a big part <laughs> <Nope>. of the problem. <laughs> well, so I think that's that's where we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of crying in the forums. A lot of crying in the forums about this, I think, once it actually starts happening. And the Zenyatta, the Orb of Destruction, which is the secondary fire, um, the uh, well, the Orb of Destruction is what he uses to shoot, but it's the secondary fire in that has been reduced by 15%. The fire rate has been reduced by 15%, so it'll be a little bit harder to land all of those shots. Yep, this is the Jonek nerf. Yeah. Thank you, Jonek. Yeah. Additionally, Blizzard World, the first payload checkpoint, so not the first checkpoint, but after you get the payload, the first checkpoint after that, has been moved 10 meters in the attacker's favor. So when you get to the gates, you no longer need to go up into into the gate. You just sit right outside the gate, and that is uh, the checkpoint. Now, what I was telling Bob earlier is that this, I think this is the first map that once you take a checkpoint, you will not be, like, if you go to respawn, you won't be behind the actual payload. You'll be to the left of the payload and not behind it because of where the spawn is uh, for, like, once you hit that checkpoint. Before you were behind it, now you're to the left of it. So I wonder if that is going to affect fights or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm so not sure. I'm so still unsure about... Uh, about blizzard world well what are you unsure about i'm just I, i'm just unsure about it like i can talk with certainty about what will happen in certain situations on all kinds of maps but when a new map comes in it really takes me a long time to actually understand the intricacies of it i gotcha we uh finally people are starting to put uh, use some good positioning on that map for the, for the opening, uh, before everybody would just kind of sit in the middle and wait for shit to happen, which allowed teams to just go around the left side. But now people are finding good positions to protect both, like, you know, the the middle, the right, and the uh, the left side. So Yeah, we've been posting up. Normally when we play it, we've been posting up. If you're from the defender's perspective, first point, back right. So basically at the spawn where you would spawn on offense after you took the first point, basically right there mm-hmm. instead of the platform at the top left, which I think a lot of people started off using. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that is it for all of the patch notes. We'll see what happens with these changes, especially the Reaper one. I think the Reaper one is going to be huge. Maybe we'll see a little bit of a dip in Diva and Diva picks. Um, when she isn't as easy to use, maybe, maybe, see. maybe. I mean, I think, I think we just need another tank that can contest high ground as well as her. Another mobile tank. Yeah, like how could like why wouldn't you pick Diva? Right. Well, Winston's a pretty mobile tank. Yeah, but not even close to as controlled. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of the deal. Yep. Right. Well, this I think like like uh, 
Blizzard is really trying to straddle that line about the, like what a tank actually is, right? For the most part, in Overwatch, tanks are what you would call in traditional shooters like the heavy class. They hit hard, they do damage, but they don't move that fast. Except D.Va. <laughs> you know, like, or except Winston. Like, they don't, like, usually heavies and first-person shooters don't have much mobility, but they pack one hell of a punch. Gotcha. Yeah, you know? and... Monkey just like has a bit has mobility. It's weird that he's actually so good because he really tickles people. You know, he does not have damage, but it's interesting how much space he can actually make just getting in there and causing havoc. Right, right. All right, let's talk about this roll queue stuff, right? So roll queue has been something that the community has been asking for for quite some time. And Jeff Kaplan finally, finally responded in a Kotaku article about RollQ. And basically, I'm not going to read exactly what he says, but basically he says that, you know, the the community proposal for RollQs are not acceptable for him. Because he's, he's worried more about the people who will sign up for a role and will then go to play something else once the game actually starts. Or he's worried about locking people into roles for a game because that's not how Overwatch was built. Overwatch was built to, you know, specifically so that you can change roles mid-game and the game works really well like that, which is understandable. But um, honestly, it doesn't work well to change roles. Change characters, yes. But to change roles, to change from DPS to tank, from tank to healer, that is honestly a foolhardy endeavor like there's there's no way you should ever go okay well i'm gonna switch to tank you go ahead and switch to dps the next time you die it's you lose two you lose two ultimate charges it it just doesn't make sense switching between your role makes sense and that's why that's what the pros do and so if jeff thinks that then jeff's just wrong well i will stand by that once again more than half of the players of this game do not play high-level Overwatch. And on more than one occasion, I have well, and seen... This is one of the reasons why, because they're trying to switch from tank to DPS and from support to tank, and they well, should be the switching to a different support or a different DPS. I mean, I'm not saying 2-2-2 what you... 2-2-2 is God. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. But what I'm saying that the like from a technical perspective, it is not wrong. You're 100% right. You lose two ultimates, you waste time, all that stuff. However... I've, I'm pretty sure you've played matches too where somebody was doing so poorly in a role that you had to switch with them so that you can do better in that role and do something. I know for a fact that I've started games as a DPS and the tank is doing terribly. And I'm like, let me tank. You do this. Or, you know, you can swap DPS. Actually, I've been in games where we've had try it, you know, a triple role swap, right? You know what I'm saying? Like somebody goes healer. But hopefully. Or, they wouldn't be queuing for tank if they were that bad. And if they were, then they were they would be in the place that that tank should be. But that's the thing. Like, we have people right now who play characters just to get better at them because you, you can't get better at the game in quick play. You can only get so good at the game in quick play because of the way quick play is played. There's no incentive to play good in quick play. So there will be people. If there's a roll queue and somebody's like, I want to get better at tank. Well, they're going to play tank and try to get better at tank while that, sacrificing and, the SR of the other players on their team. Well, in the role queue we've talked about, they're different roles. They have different SR in those different roles. They have a DPS SR. They have a tank SR. They have a support SR. 
I mean, with well, I mean, without that, then I think it doesn't work. Right. I mean, that's that that could be a possibility. You're talking about multiple SRs, and I, I think that's something yeah. I mean, trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that before. We've talked about roll queue. It would definitely need to be your queuing for this role, and you have your own set SR for this role. You shouldn't be a grandmaster support. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to queue for DPS today. No, that doesn't work. Right. You like then when you queue for DPS, boom, you start and you start your first ten placements, and you see where you rank up at DPS. And then if that's they do how that, it should be. They would have to completely change the competitive system because there's no way you'd want to every three months, every two months at this point. But even if they extend to three months, every three months, uh, do placements. For three different cues, for three different um, roles, most most people wouldn't like. There's there's there you know with the, with the role queue system like that. There's no incentive to change from tank to DPS during. So the people that want to get really really good are going to play tank or support or DPS. You know what I mean? Like they'll and if they decide on one day they want to do something else. Well, then they'll get thrown in the appropriate SR level. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I just think that I just don't think the Overwatch team would do it because it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of work. Plus, like, you're set. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, I don't know if they do it or not, but what you're talking about, the people getting mad at the SR system and quitting, I think this is a good, a good solution, whether they do it or not. Right. Well, I think a better solution is not just a roll queue. A better solution that can fix a lot of problems in this game, I think, would just be pregame lobbies in general. Where or have, like what Mel says in chat, guilds, clans. Right, yeah. Guilds and clans would definitely work, but you and would Dude actually... Abide says, why not both? Yeah, like, I'm not saying you can't have both. But they're gonna. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna introduce a guild or a clan system uh, at some point in this game. I would imagine by next year, right? That uh, well, not you know, by year three. By the end of year three, I think. Um, I, I I hope so. By the end like, of year three, I would I would think that they're gonna have a clan system. Uh, but she says I don't think roll uh, Mel just said I don't think roll queue is necessary if you implement guilds. That's only if you have enough people to play with with your guild and they're playing at the same time as you. I mean, I have plenty of people on my friends list, right, that I can play with, but they don't always play at the uh, same time as I do, you know, and that's that's still a problem. So that's still why I play by myself a lot, you know, so it's not like I'm, I have nobody to play with. If I, if I come on at the right time of day, I see tons of people I could play with and I don't have to... Uh, you know, I can. I don't. I wouldn't have to do a roll queue or, or play. Uh, you know, play with randoms. That, that's kind of the issue. And let's once again, I, go ahead. I guess I might be a little biased at the moment for the roll queue thing because I've seen how good it can be when you stay in your role. When you switch heroes in your role, and you're still in the same role. But now you know exactly what you need to switch to because it's a lot less data to crunch. Like your role, you can only switch to a certain amount of things. So you crunch the data for what you need to do. And that's a lot easier than going, well, shit, 
okay, well, if I switch to DPS and then so-and-so switches to tank, then so-and-so switches to like a second heal, you know, it's just too much to go into that. So the like playing with the team and doing one role has been has been freaking awesome. So I don't think a role queue would 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 be bad at all. Right. Well, I think like the happy medium for this because one of the biggest problems is communication. Like if you have a team in the current competitive system, right? If you have a team that can talk be pre that can talk before the game actually starts. And can come to a consensus of what everybody's going to do, and that's what you do. You're probably going to have a pretty good match, you know. What I think needs to happen is that that conversation needs to happen before the game timer even starts. That's why I'm saying pre-game lobbies. Use the same matchmaking system you have now, right? Same matchmaking system you have now. Even though, yes, I know it needs to be adjusted. <laughs> I know it needs to be, but let's just for the argument's sake. We're going to say we're going to use the same matchmaking system we have now. And instead of matching 12 players, you only match six. You know, you match six to form a team. And in that six, you put them in a the pregame lobby. And they can talk and decide who each person is going to play. The important thing here is if you are in a match lobby with a team that you, like, like you can't play the role that you want to play, right, or you don't like the people, you know, you can leave and then match into a different lobby, which I think would help save a lot of trouble. You know, I think it was, in a perfect world that could work, but I think that would just be too open to trolling. I mean, well, that's the same exact reason why they won't do a roll queue. I mean, you could say like you could troll in almost any situation, but well, it's I th I think a roll queue should actually block out characters. Like I think. You can pick from your role what the game sees as your role. There might be some like classes that are either or type of thing. Like a Brigitte could be a tank or a support. So if you queue a support, you could be Brigitte. If you queue as tank, you'd be a Brigitte. But I think for the most part, it would block out. If you queue tank, then everyone from Hanzo to Genji to McCree would be blocked out for you. And period, like you're working on your tank role. That's what your, your, your SR is for that. So that's what you get to pick. And, and I think it still gives you what Overwatch wanted because I switch my role like quite a bit. I mean, not as much as the DPS uh, on on my team, but I definitely switched to Arissa and, and, and Ryan when the monkey and the dives not, not working. So right. I think there's still plenty of room to switch with the, with the role queue. And the more I play with the set team with set roles, the more I think a role queue is something that overwatch desperately needs. Well, like, you know, the role queue, even if they lock you in a specific character, you can still troll with that because you can pick a tank and then play like shit. Like the guy who picked, picked uh, Tracer you on can't. the other team. But I mean, then, then you, the like, you would be one of the shit tanks in the shit SRs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But still, I mean, that's. I mean, it wouldn't be any more trolling than. It would be less options to troll than now, where someone doesn't get who they want and they pick Hanzo and they've got a, you know negative 85 percent win rate with hanzo right yeah i mean at least the, the 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 bulk of players that have come across in, in overwatch aren't trolls the bulk of players that were coming across that uh, that do this uh you know uh, insta lock they're just stubborn 
and they're stubborn because they're not communicating. They're stubborn because they're tilted. In the last game, they didn't play the character they wanted to play, and the person who played it was terrible at it. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying, go ahead. With the, you, you know, lots of, like with a roll cue, then there would only be one other chance that the character they really wanted to play got taken because it'd be the 2-2-2. Two, two, two. So there'd only be one other person on that team of six that could take your character. The chances of it happening exponentially go down. Win-win. Well, that, that unless like, well, then that's another thing, right? A roll cue kind of locks you into a specific composition. And which uh, is what, which is what Overwatch is. I mean, in uh, 98% of, of comps in the Overwatch League stage two was 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Which is fine, but it still doesn't give any opening for any change there. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I mean, unless the game changes drastically, there won't be any opening for change. Well, as updates to Overwatch slow down, it's going to be less about the Overwatch team making changes to the game and more about the pros perfecting the game and making new things happen. I don't think it's slowing down. Not th- right now. It will. No, it I has think, to. I think this is this is as long as it's popular. I think this is the way we're going. You saw how many changes in this in this P, in this PTR happened, and did you see the amount of bug the the, the bug fixes to maps and characters? I've yeah. never seen that amount of bug fixes in one patch. That was bizarre to me. That was that was a lot. But even Jeff Kaplan has said that. Over time, updates to Overwatch will slow down. They're not going. They even said that like they're not going to be doing three or yeah, three characters a year forever. You know, priorities will shift when it comes to Overwatch, and that's kind of. I think he said that a is. long time ago, though. Like way before the Overwatch League was as crazy popular as it is now. Like I think, I think that statement was like a year and a half ago, because I remember it upset my brother-in-law Chase. Because he was like, well, I wanted there to be 90 characters by year three. That would be terrible for a first-person shooter. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't know what he's asking for. <laughs> well, he's a League of Legends player. And he, yeah. he, he wants multiple Reinhardt types. He wants multiple Hanzo types. He wants, multi, you know, he wants multiple of a hero. That's why I brought up the whole, maybe that one character is an iteration of Widow, a different type of one. Right. Maybe. I mean, that, that's a possibility. But... Um, I mean, that's just the way uh, games generally go, except with, like, you know, World of Warcraft, right? But even development for that slows down after an expansion over time. Development for HOTS has stopped until the next phase of HOTS, and then it picks up for a little bit. Um, same thing with Diablo. I mean, that's just kind of just the way it um it, it kind of works. But, oh, actually, I just saw Mel. They haven't uh, made this type of money, though, since World of Warcraft. The World of Warcraft did go through these types of changes we're talking about. At a constant rate for the entire life cycle of the game. Well, World of Warcraft. Well, no, because once you have an expansion come out, which is essentially a new game, because people are buying it, you have uh, updates at a pretty fast pace, and then those updates kind of start to slow down over time. It's the dead period of WoW. Um, I hear about it every time there's an expansion because they've been doing WoW talk for the last past three expansions. All right. mm-hmm. But this year it changed. There, there hasn't been dead uh, dead time. All of the WoW podcasts are talking about that. With uh, I I don't know a ton about it, but with their the way they're releasing content, like they all talk about how there used to be a year of dead time before expansions, and now that isn't there. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I mean, you should talk to Nick about that then, because Nick is still kind of saying like, you know, it's still slowing down as expected. Um, even though this, the, they, what they were surprised about that the next expansion is coming out faster than they expected. That's what they were saying on Wow Talk. They expect they they thought the next expansion would be pushed out a bit more, but they yeah, the, the, the debt period is going to be a little lower, but it's still going to be a debt period. But like, I mean, that's kind of the way you know it works. Even with games that are like with games as a service, um, generally speaking, you'll get like um, maybe like one big yearly update, and then maybe smaller updates throughout the the rest of the game. But with Overwatch, every time you introduce a new character, like we've been getting big updates to Overwatch consistently for the past two years game changing updates you know and stuff like that i think will kind of slow down over time but i don't even know how we got onto that topic let's get back to the the, the roll queue uh slash pregame lobby um yeah but like well we got onto it because you said that roll you know uh 222 is gonna be here forever and i mean that could happen i'm not saying that's impossible but if that's the case, I think that'd be bad for Overwatch because that means well, there is been, no no growth in the pro scene. If that was the case, because the pro, well, I mean, go ahead. it's never changed. I mean, it's been two 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 since the addition. There's been little times where you could do three DPS, one tank, where you could do triple tank, one DPS. It's always been two support since forever. There's a few maps different times that you could run solo support with a comp that had heavy like self-healing but it's been that way for the entirety of overwatch and they can introduce a character that completely changes that well brigitte might i mean she's she's definitely going to be a wild card that we're going to have to watch closely right and there'd be more wild cards as time progresses I mean to say that two 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 is going to be that's that's a that's a bit much to say that that's the way it's just going to be. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, Brigitte would be choosable by support or tank because she's a hybrid support tank. So you would still have diversity. I think Brigitte might be the start of their roll queue process. That's kind of the deal, right? They, that's the problem here. That's Jeff Kaplan's problem with roll queue. They the Overwatch team does not want to dictate how people play characters even now in competitive they don't want to dictate how you play characters as long as you're playing your best if that was the case you'd be able to report torbjorns you know or symmetrics when they're not playing the way that they want to but that's not what they want to do so if you want to like that's one of the reasons why roll queue won't work because it doesn't align with their vision if we if it aligned with the vision of the way that people actually play the game right now it'll probably be fine but it doesn't align with hmm? lucky for us they are losing control of their competitive space. Blizzard is losing control to the Overwatch League pros. And as last dictated by the last patch changes, the Overwatch League pros are running the show. So we've got a little bit of a role change in who's driving the competitive scene, which you've been saying take it away from Blizzard for a while. So now... Blizzard doesn't really have as much of it. It really is controlled by the 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 money maker that is the OWL. But the they they're doing it based off of when they see players that are really excelling at. Oh no, they're, they're doing it based off the actual pros' direct commentary to them. They're not, they're not doing it based on how they per how they perceive it. They're doing it. 
based on how the pros perceive it and explain it to them. For the last, interesting. For the last patch or two, for the maybe the last few patches, but that doesn't mean they're going to continue to just do that. No, all the time. it doesn't. But I, but for right now, they have control, and I like the changes that have been coming, be, like because of it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure a bunch of these changes are either going to get re- not reverted because they don't revert changes, but they're going to get adjusted further because down in the lower levels, where more than half of their player base is, this is not going to work out well for them. When, uh, well, I'm pretty sure Diva people are gonna say the Diva's dead. We gotta wait for that, um, for that smoke to clear, right? But when this Reaper thing comes out, like people are gonna be crying about Reaper. A lot of people are gonna be crying about Reaper. And one thing, the reason that the Overwatch League is doing as well as it is, is because of how many eyeballs are on the Overwatch League, and that has a lot to do with the casual base, with how large the casual base is for this game. So they don't we want actually to alienate don't those know. players. Uh, we actually t- asked uh, asked side uh, sideshow on uh, the Al Reclap last night if they know who's who's watching, and they have no like th- their biggest problem is trying to decide what con what content to talk about on the desk because they don't know if they're talking to the golds or if they're talking to the plats or if they're talking to the the bronzes or if they're talking to people that don't even get the game they like don't know where to put the biggest emphasis on their content because they don't they 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 can they they know age they know um like their interests they know all kinds of stuff except the only people that they actually know anything about are the people that have actually linked their battle net accounts to their twitch and like that's the only people they actually know anything about game-wise sense, you know? And they can only really look at average SR. Yeah, but when Blizzard, uh, the money that they're making are, is primarily from advertisements and uh, advertisers and people of that nature. And, they're t- and from when, bits. And, I mean, they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars just from bit donations. Yeah, but when they go to the big money, the people who are, are bringing them the most money, they tell them, we have th- this. We have thirty-five million players on this game. Like that is the, that's why you can charge twenty million dollars to get into. And now it's not going to be forty million. It's going to be like double, right? Um, they're not sure. Uh, the what we've been told is thirty to sixty mil for buy-in for season two. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's it. You could they have that weight that they can push around because of how many how successful the game itself is that's why they have that's why they have the weight behind it that they do so they don't want to uh they don't want to um alienate their casual base you know there's not like other esports games right that kind of um like counter strike can i can annihilate their casual base because most people who deal with counter strike play uh competitively or um League of Legends, they don't necessarily alienate their their casual base, but their casuals are constantly trying to climb to the top. I don't know a single person who plays League of Legends just because it's fun to play. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's playing League of Legends because of that. But Overwatch is a different story. Some people literally play this game because they like the way a character looks. That is, that, that that's that's the type of people who they can't um, alienate. And in terms of this conversation, that, with that's the role how I cube, started. Right. And I played ter- Reaper because I liked the way he looked. In terms of this conversation, in terms of the like competitive, like a role queue wouldn't affect that person. 
But unfortunately, you still have to consider that type of person when it comes to Overwatch because the game is healthy uh, because of how many casual people play it. Um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to a lobby versus a roll queue, you can actually put roll queue into a lobby if you already have four people, you know, that you want to play with. And you start up a lobby, you you can select two slots to be, we want a tank and we need a DPS. And you can have a roll queue come into there. But I think a straight up roll queue that takes you straight into the game, I I think that's the big problem here. That we go from being out of a game to just straight up into a game where people insta-lock and then don't communicate. Or if they do communicate, they can't come to a consensus. But once that timer hits, you got to play anyway. You know? It leads to it leads to better teamwork, and this isn't some shit I just thought up. By the way, anybody who's listening, I mean, this is not a new concept. Pre, uh, pre-game lobbies, right? I mean, they do it in Call of Duty. They've done it in. Um, I'm trying. I can't even think of another game they've done it right now that I've played. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but we've they've definitely been other games where you have a pre-game lobby for multiplayer where you can talk to people ahead of time. And you for competitive, you kind of need that time. I think the most powerful piece of that is the fact that if you can't come to a consensus with the team, you can leave, and they can pick up somebody else. Or maybe they just three of them decide to stick together or whatever. They could do that. Another thing that would be really helpful if they did that, a reputation system that you can see. Like an actual reputation system that you can see, like where if you played in a lobby with somebody and they said they were going to go DPS and they did not go DPS and they decided to troll, you can put that, you can, uh, that can go onto their reputation. That hurts a lot more than the an almost invisible reporting system that we have now. Especially when you like, because um, ESE, actually, I, I can't say if ESEA still uses it for Counter Strike. When I used to play ESEA, on everybody's player account, you could see their reputation. And their reputation system was a bit more uh, uh, uncaring because it actually talked about your skill as a player, too. Not just if you were toxic or something like that. If you played the game and you didn't um, kind of perform the way the team wanted you to, they put some bad notches on your uh, on your player rating. And that means that the next time you go to play, maybe you don't get picked up. You know, and that actually hurts a bit more because it's like, well, I want to play some good Overwatch or I want to play some good Counter-Strike and I can't because my reputation is terrible. Let me get better at the game. But what we're trying to do is just, you know, like I said, the bulk of Overwatch players, I don't think that they're trolls. I don't think that they're assholes. I think that they um, they are lack stubborn. Education. They lack education. They're stubborn and they're tilted. And I think a lot of that, I mean, it's not it's not the perfect solution. It's not a perfect solution that's going to solve everything, but I think a lot of that can be helped by like putting people in the lobby before you actually start the game. Also, like a dude abide says um, in the chat here, they need to remove golden guns from comp. One hundred percent. Like golden guns from comp need to go. Um, golden guns. It just needs to be part of every game mode, arcade, everything. Like yep. anytime you play and you win, you should get some purple points. Yeah, you get some competitive points or we have whatever, call them Overwatch points or whatever, hero points, and take them out of competitive because there are people uh, like our beloved Mikey who just play competitive just to get the golden guns. And you're right, the re- he also said the reward for comp is winning. And that is 100% correct. 
even though, like I said earlier today, recently winning hasn't even been feeling that great for me. I'm going to tell you, man, the secret to Overwatch is being on the team. That's not even the secret. Everybody do that. It's Every- the secret for me. <laughs> Everybody- I, did, yeah, I, I didn't know that. You didn't know like, that? I, like, I, I put off being on the team because it looked like too much work. I mean, it's it's been, I don't even care if we, we win or lose. Like, literally, it's just glorious. It's, it's, it's something I've never... Playing almost I've never any, experienced in Overwatch. Playing any almost any multiplayer game, especially shooters, the key to having a great time is playing with a team. The key to optimizing your experience is playing with a team. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I did the whole playing with. I'm talking playing with a team, like a team that you play with normally. That you take the extra time to not just play the game, but to watch vods together and critique each other and really come to an agreement on what was messed up and who made an error and how you're going to fix it the next time. I mean, it's freaking sweet. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When I say team, I'm not just talking about just a group of friends who kind of play together. Like any first-person shooter you play, when you play with an organized team, it's substantially better. That's the example I gave earlier. Like when I was when I was playing, when I talked about Unreal Tournament and Counter-Strike, those were all those were organized teams. Those weren't just a group of people that I played with. It wasn't just like a clan or a guild. We played competitively for rank. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and hop into our weekly updates. Weekly updates. Only one weekly update this week, and. Technically speaking, it's two, if you want to say that. The, the, the weekly update comes from a forum post about Symmetra. Somebody was looking for an update on Symmetra. Jeff Kaplan says that there, you know, nothing's ready yet, right? Nothing is in stone when it comes to Symmetra. The reworked Symmetra is drastic, he is saying. But he posted the picture of Symmetra with a card. And the first thing I noticed about the card is the portrait. Uh, the, the portrait border, not even what the card said. I'm like, oh my god, that's an awesome portrait border. So, new portrait borders on the way, guys. <laughs> you didn't wait. That's the, what you noticed because that's, that's that's the first thing I noticed. Then I also noticed that it said 31 players teleported, six percent teleporter uptime. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. 31 players teleported, 6% player, uh, 6% teleporter uptime. That's a little scary, right? I feel like she's going to place both sides of the teleporter. Place I both f- sides? Of- oh, I so f- she only has I to... I feel like the teleporter is not just going to go and spawn. I feel like she's going to place both sides of the telly, and you could have one, the entrance and the exit, wherever you want. That's 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 got to be what that is, right? Maybe, maybe. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. You would, would get your team grouped up, and then all then all six of you would teleport real quick. It's almost like you could place the teleporter wherever you want, and it shows up at their at at the point or something. Oh, you think that this she'll be able to deploy the teleporter and spawn, and it'll deploy elsewhere? She could deploy it 
any place and it deploys on spawn. Like it looks like with a 6% uptime, it looks like the teleporter was used instantly every time. So it feels like they changed it to where there's an off, there's an offensive use for it too. Yeah, well, tell yeah, do bosses doesn't teleport uptime research uh, refer to the percentage of time the teleport is active in the match? Yes, yeah. but yeah, six so percent is six, not a six percent is not a lot of time to get thirty one people through. <laughs> yeah, it's the, like it's it, it, usually when you get the card for teleporter uptime, it's like sixty five percent, and you've teleported fifteen people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it like. And well, not even that, because like having two teleporters up in a in a match is is usually the most you're gonna have. So that's at max twelve. Like it really feels like it's something they're dropping. Everybody's using immediately, and then it's gone. Maybe interesting. I mean, whatever they can do, something. Well, not whatever they can do, like turning teleporter into an ability instead of an ultimate. No, no, no. Do not want. <laughs> do not want. Teleporter is teleporter is already in a, a, in a an well, ultimate that can keep. Yeah, there wouldn't be teleporter uptime. So I mean, that's a that's um that's a moot point. There wouldn't be teleporter uptime if it was a actual ability. Yeah. Unless it only like unless it teleports to one spot, you can only have it open for a second. I don't know. Unless they're turning her into that Abathur style character that I've been talking about, where she doesn't necessarily get into the fights. She maybe sit in the spawn, she has a teleporter up, and then she could direct where people get teleported to. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. <laughs> I don't I mean it's a cool idea. It's kind of like the Battlefield 2, Battlefield 2142 commander role where you're dropping air strikes and stuff. You're looking from a top-down view of the map. Right. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. I just don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, 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 this, it's just really confusing. But, yeah, that's that's what I uh, – That's the first thing I noticed was the portrait. The portrait looks fucking awesome. I don't even like what level do you even have to be at to get that portrait? I'll probably never get there. Yeah, it seems like that's the high like I don't know, whatever's plat past platinum. Yeah. So platinum plus gold. Yeah, I'm gonna put this picture in the show notes. Actually, if you're in the stream. I think I can just uh There you go. Shoot that link into the stream. Like it's the the the, the portrait looks pretty awesome. But that's what I noticed and I was like, oh, I'll make that a weekly update. Portrait looks nice. So uh, we'll see. But they're saying that Symmetra rework is probably going to be sometime during the summer. So do not expect it anytime soon, folks. Still got the whole spring to go through. So but, um, with that, yeah, I think it's going to bring us a close to the show. Um, prepare to attack. Batch 5 is out. So definitely check that out. Maybe my Overwatch matches will be less uh, frustrating. Hoping for it. But yeah, prepare to attack. Is uh, if you and actually, if you're a new listener, you've never heard Prepared to Attack. That is our series that helps you to uh, improve your understanding of Overwatch Nets characters. You should definitely check it out. Each episode is dedicated to a specific characters, and it has helped this 
really designed to get you to know the basics of the characters and how to actually apply them. So definitely check that out. All right. Um, for those not on the live stream, we do stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'd love to have you here. So definitely check us out on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, we also love to hear your Overwatch stories. So if you, uh, you know, if you want to tell us something to happen, then Overwatch, if that was awesome or made you angry, go ahead and send them to us. We'll have our contact up in a few minutes. I always uh, like to talk about our PS4 and Xbox One communities and clubs. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. If you're playing on console, please join those. And uh, hopefully when I get back onto those platforms, we'll be able to play some games together. Also, um, you can come to our Discord, like I mentioned earlier, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And we love to have you there. And I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a great Facebook community for those, or actually for anybody who, on any platform, you can, Heroes of Overwatch has people on all platforms, so you can definitely check that out. And uh, keep up with them for the latest news or the latest dankest of memes. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on multiple podcast platforms or podcatchers for iOS and Android. Just search for Watchpoint Radio on your favorite and it should come up. If it doesn't, we do have an RSS feed available for oh, right on the Matches Buttons website. Uh, once again, our social media is Watchpoint Radio on Twitter, but you can also catch us at twitter.com slash MTP site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Bob, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. All right. And you can catch me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. That's underscore J A A underscore. And uh, we definitely encourage you to reach out to us, like I was saying before. So you can email us at WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. You can also catch us on Twitter, or you can email us, not email us, but, uh, you know, comment on the site, comment on SoundCloud, all that good stuff. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. That is tremendously uh, helpful. If you want to further help us, you can do so by either subscribing to us on Twitch. You can buy some merch from the uh, Mash Those Buttons merch store. teespring.com slash stores slash Mash Those Buttons. And also, you can join us on uh, Patreon, the Watchpoint Radio Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpointradio, which helps fund this and other projects like Prepare to Attack and things we have coming for Prepare to Attack. So we really appreciate everybody who supports us there. I encourage you guys to check out mashesbuttons.com slash shows to see all the other great podcasts on the network. Two World of Warcraft podcasts, one Division podcast, one Fighting Game podcast, and the MASHcast, which is uh, a mishmash of all these different gaming things. So definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everybody who joined us on the stream today. We really appreciate it. Uh, We're glad to be back on stream. And we'll catch you guys next week. Later, guys.